Hey guys, welcome to Call Ups. I'm your host, Matt. We've got some special content for you all, as I'm joined by Chris Murphy, the president of the Santa Cruz Warriors, the G League affiliate of the Golden State Warriors. How are you, Chris? I'm doing great, Matt. Thanks so much for having me today. Yep, no problem at all. Thanks for taking the time to chat. I really appreciate it. So, firstly, I'd like to dive into your duties as president of the Santa Cruz Warriors. Could you provide a little bit of an insight into your role on a daily basis and on game days? Yeah, so as the president of the Santa Cruz Warriors, I oversee um, all business facets to our organization. Um, so, you know, whether that's ticket sales, sponsorship, merchandise, marketing, community relations, public relations, finance, I mean, anything pertaining to the business of, of a basketball team is where kind of my specialty lies. Um, you know, on a game day, we're obviously at nighttime, we're not only worried about the production and the execution of all the entertainment elements of a game um, in the actual game itself with the logistics, but also, you know, making sure fans are having a great time, making sure we're able to connect with our community and our constituents and um, ultimately have a great night. Uh, you know, the basketball side of our organization is really intertwined with Golden State's basketball operations department. So our general manager, Ryan Atkinson, um, works with different members of Golden State's basketball front office on kind of the basketball side of our organization. Um, you know, the extent of my basketball involvement is far more, um, you know, working on the budget, the finance, some of the logistics behind how the players, you know, get to and fro in their living situations. Um, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not on the talent scouting or coaching side of things, uh, but we work hand in hand a lot with the, with the team and the coaching staff and our, um, our GM and, uh, we all work together as a pretty small, tight-knit group. Okay, so in terms of Santa Cruz as an affiliate franchise, what what's kind of the priority there in terms of the team? Is it developing a team that can be successful in the G League? Is it providing a platform to for players to flourish and then go on to the Golden State Warriors in the NBA? Is it a bit of both? Is it a mix in priorities? What What's the product on the floor? Yeah, I mean, I, I think for us, I think we think there's a way to do both at the same time. Um, you know, I think obviously the main role that a G League team plays to to its NBA partner uh, is to develop their youngest talent for the future. You know, for us to develop their draft picks, their, their two-way guys, um, their players to better contribute at Golden State, right? Um, but we feel like you can do that and win in the G League at the same time. Um, you know, so I think it's all about as you craft a team and put a team together, there's a big emphasis on culture, on character, um, on building a team first approach, um, not relying on one star or something, um, but really, really promoting its team atmosphere and culture so that, um, you know, one, when, when players get called up, whether that's the Golden State or somewhere else, um, you're not kind of like, oh, wow, you're going to lose five games in a row in the G League because you just lost lost a bunch of guys. It's more, you know, who's going to step up? Who's the next man up? We rely on a lot of guys. We play a deep roster, um, and we hope to be able to win at both levels at the same time, um, you know, to, to develop guys uh, and to win are the goals that we, we have. And I think we've been successful at that. I think, you know, this is our seventh season in Santa Cruz, obviously cut short um, right now as it's been postponed. But, um, you know, I think we've, you know, we've been to the finals three times. We've been to the playoffs essentially every year, but one. Um, so I, I think we've shown that you can win at the G league level and develop young talent at the same time. Okay. And then 
because players like Jordan Poole, um, Alan Smilagic, Damian Lee, Kai Bowman, players like that have all spent time with Santa Cruz and then they've gone up to the NBA. Is it a case of that you're grateful for the time you've had with them contributing to the team? Is it difficult forming an identity because you have to fill that gap when that happens? Or is it kind of just the nature of the beast with there being a relatively high turnover rate in the G League? Yeah, I mean, I think the first season that I was in Santa Cruz, I think I, um, you know, it was shocking, right? It's like, oh, wow, we just lost our best player on the eve of the playoffs, which just happened. Um, but, you know, you, you quickly realize, like, this is the point of the league that we're in. Um, you know, you're excited for the guys as they get their opportunities at the next level. Um, you know, whether that's this season, obviously, with, you know, Kai Bowman on a two-way contract, Damian Lee on a two-way contract, both of those guys earning um, Golden State Warriors contracts throughout the season was great. Um, you know, another great success story for us this year is Juan Toscano-Anderson, who was a G League roster player for us the last two seasons, um, earning a, a, a long-term contract with the Golden State Warriors this year and playing with them. So I think these are these are things you celebrate. This is what you work for. This is what you work hard for, um, you know, as an organization, not just for those guys, but we're thrilled when they get those call-ups. Of course, there's part of you that's always like short-sighted thinking about the game the next day and what the playoff race looks like. But, yeah, I mean, this is why we do what we do. And um, to see these guys accomplish their goals at the highest level and, and get to the NBA and get to the Golden State Warriors, um, I think it's something that is extremely rewarding for not only us as an organization, but for our fan base, um, you know, to watch these guys, these young contributors, get an opportunity at the next level our fans are excited about it. They're ecstatic. They, they love it. They cheer them on. Um, you know, if we think about the Golden State assignees, you know, with Jordan Poole and Alan Smilagic this year, um, again, I mean, you know, you had Jordan who might early in his NBA career, uh, you know, was struggling a little bit. And he came to Santa Cruz and uh, played a few games with us and shot the ball well and kind of found his groove again and uh, went back and contributed, you know, better at Golden State. So he was a great success story. Um, you know, for somebody that used the G League in a short stint at that time. Uh, you know, as you look at somebody like Alan, you know, Alan Smilagic played with us last season when he was 18 years old the whole year um, from Serbia. So I think, you know, for our our fans, if anything, kind of view him as like our little, our child. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he played with us a whole season. We watched him grow. Uh, and then Golden State's fortunate enough to draft him. So now he's playing a lot more with us and just watching his game and his body develop is really rewarding. So I think, you know, obviously, um, you know, there's moments when we, we're all human, right? Like when Deontay Davis gets a call up to the Atlanta Hawks last year's playoffs, right before the West, you know, right before the playoffs begin, um, and we go from having the best record in the league to losing a tough one in the Western Conference Finals, that's tough, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're thrilled for Deontay um, that he had that opportunity and, um, you know, did great on his, his – his 10 day with Atlanta and got a rest of the season deal. And, you know, I think you're really excited for him, but you're allowed to also be a little bummed out um, yeah. that it changes the, the evolution of your season. Um, I think, I think to say that you're not affected in any way with, you know, it's just lying about it. Yeah. Um, of course, you're really excited about the opportunities these guys have to establish, to better their life, to, to further their career, to realize their dreams and get to the next level. Um, so I think you're more excited than you are bummed out, but there's a little party that's like, what would have happened or what could have happened if, if certain changes don't happen. Definitely. And in terms of the operational side of it, 
some G League franchises are located far away from their NBA affiliates. Does it make it easier with both Santa Cruz and the Warriors being, what, 75 miles apart in terms of players when they are called up and down regularly? Yeah, I mean, I think it definitely um, allows for more seamless integration and uh, a lot more synergy between the two clubs. Uh, you know, you can practice in one place and play a game in the other on the same day very easily. Um, I think it also, I think one of the biggest things that it does um, is not only on the player side, but it really benefits our coaching and development staff at Golden State. Uh, you know, we have a gentleman by the name of Seth Cooper, who's our two-way development coach. Last year, that was a gentleman by the name of Luke Laux, um, who's now full-time on, with Golden State. Um, but the, Seth's role is basically if there's a two-way or an assignment player in Santa Cruz, he's in Santa Cruz working on their development individually and as a team, and he sits on our bench as a coach. It, you know, if if Golden State has both two ways and all assignees playing with Golden State, then he's up there. Um, you know, so I think it's something that, that if we were plane rides away or multiple hours, that sort of thing becomes a lot harder. But he goes back and forth and works on their development, and he's able to see the things that Steve Kerr has, you know, Allen working on uh, on a daily basis, and then he gets that consistent voice in Santa Cruz when Allen's with us. Sets sets here, so I think I think it provides for a lot more synergy. Um, I think it creates a phenomenal opportunity on the business side for us to cultivate both fan bases as one. Um, but I think on the basketball side, it, it's really beneficial for these players to know, uh, you know, either way the G League's evolving to, for it to become more acceptable. Uh, for NBA players to play in the G League, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think this year we had, we had Steph Curry practice with our team this year. If he had to get on a plane or that was a four-hour drive, like, that's not happening. Um, so for him to drive, I mean, he drove himself. That's how close it is. He just drove down to the arena that day, parked, walked in, you know, practiced with our guys, spent a few hours with the team, and, and drove home. So I think that those things can't happen if you're too far away. Um, as as fluidly as they do. So I think for us, we feel there's great benefit to being close to your parent club. Okay, and obviously with Steph Curry, um, where he was assigned to Santa Cruz, injury rehab, things like that, when they go to practice, and in the past, DeMarcus Cousins was as well. What What is it like for the players and the coach and stuff of Santa Cruz? Does it give them a little bit of a boost? Because Curry, Clay, Draymond are all... Uh, regulars at well when they can at, at games as well does it give like the people around the organization a bit of a boost yeah i mean i think that you know to anecdotally with De- demarcus cousins last year we heard this as well that like you know our players it was like the best practice they've had in a while like they're mm. they're excited they're looking forward to it same with steph um and it's not about like a guy trying to test himself against steph curry it's about like how can we help like we're helping get him back to a place where he's ready to play um, you know, what can we learn from him? Watching how a player, you know, a two-time MVP like Steph, how he prepares, the diligence about his footwork and how his shooting drills go, like his attention to detail and his focus. I think those are all things that our players are able to then kind of glean from him and try to learn a little bit more um, from Steph. And, and, you know, Steph was really grateful about the opportunity to practice hard and get in a great workout and, and go through like game-like environment with, with our players. So, I think it's mutually beneficial. I think Steph obviously benefits, uh, but our guys really appreciate it and they enjoy it. Um, you know, I think 
it helps Stephen feel like even more a part of the family and we're all one big Warriors organization. Um, you know, we've practiced at the Chase Center a few times this year. Um, you know, I think it's, it's continuing to try to blur the lines a little bit in a good way um, to kind of show, hey, this is one big organization and, and Steph Curry is willing to come to Santa Cruz and, and get in his work. I mean, and think about that, you know, not just for the Santa Cruz Warriors and the Warriors organization as a whole, but think about that, what that means for the G League in general. Mm-hmm. Like, you have a two-time MVP, a top, you know, if we're not going to have cause a big argument, a top five player in the NBA, probably a, a lower than that, probably better than that, but, you know, just to say top five, um, you know, a top five player in the league is, is willing to say, like, yeah, I'm going to go get in a great workout in the G League and, and practice with these guys and get in a great sweat and be able to get myself ready. How do you think anybody can stand on two feet in the future and say, like, man, I don't, I don't really want to go to the G League. Like, I don't want to get a sign, right? I think it's like, hey, if Steph Curry can do it and yeah. be excited about it and ask to do it and didn't argue about you know, he was excited. Like, what, you know, a younger player that may have more of an ego or whatever that looks like across the, across the entire NBA, um, you know, how can that person say, no, I'm, I'm not going to go to, you know, my G League affiliate? It's like, no. Two-time MVP, multiple <laughs> champion. Like he's willing to go get his work in, and he did great. He was awesome. He was great to the staff. He was great to our, our coaching and um, all the players. Got you know he was he stayed after and was kind of working on some guys' individual skills and asking questions. So he's an unbel- I mean, he's a different human being altogether. He's mm-hmm. amazing. But I think it really means a lot to our team um, when that happens. Yeah, and in terms of. Earlier on in the conversation, you did allude to Santa Cruz's success in quite a relative short time span as well. And in 2015, both Santa Cruz and Golden State won championships in their respective leagues, becoming the first NBA and G League affiliate to do so. But ever since Santa Cruz's formation in 2012, there's, it's been success after success, postseason appearances, three finals appearances, obviously the championship like we've just mentioned. What would you put down to that quick success of the franchise in a very short time period? Well, I think a lot of it, it's, you know, it's, it's the Gold State organization. It's the framework that they put in place. It's our commitment to, to excellence. Um, I think, I think one of the things that I, I mentioned earlier that makes a ton of sense here is the, the commitment to building a team first and establishing a winning culture and high character players. We, you know, in our time, we haven't had that many, um, you know, players average 25 a night, right? Mm-hmm. You see far more uh, team-based ball that maybe you have four or five guys averaging double digits. And, uh, you know, you have a very – you spread the ball around and it's not – you play within the offense. I, I, we run the same offenses as Gold State does and defense. We use the same terminology and Gold State's kind of move that ball around and who's open, make the right pass, make the right play. Um I think that kind of leads to the success. I think when you focus too much on like one individual, um, you know, at this level, I just, I personally don't think that's the way to, to win. Um, yeah. You, that person may score a lot. They may help you out, but what happens when he gets called up hmm. or, you know, what, what does it do to everybody else's morale when this guy's taking 30 shots a night? So I think we play the right way in our opinion. Um, I think that has a lot to do with our success. And then I think it's a commitment from, you know, Warriors ownership, Joe Lacob, Peter Goober, and the and the others, um, to be able to put the infrastructure in place and the resources in place in Santa Cruz uh, to succeed. Um, you know, whether that's kind of, you know, operating our own arena, that we're the primary tenant, 
We have a very large like coach and support staff on the basketball side. Um, you know, we, we aren't we aren't looking to just kind of cut corners from a cost and expense standpoint. We're looking to develop a you know an environment and an atmosphere that befits who we are as the Warriors, as the overall Warriors organization, to be top notch, first rate, to treat our players well. Um, so I think those types of things, uh, the commitment from ownership, you know, the team first mentality and approach to the game. I think those are a lot of what has to do with the success. Uh, and, and it's the community and the fans. I mean, we've sold out every game for the last three and a half years. Like our fans are raucous. They're the best fans in the league. The building's always packed. The atmosphere's great. Um, you know, I think that sometimes I do say that it benefits the other team as well because they're they're playing up to a rowdy building and want to want to kind of play a higher level quiet the crowd but i think for our guys it's huge to have that support night in and night out yeah and obviously with success of, of santa cruz there uh, seems to be a the g league is in a period of growth and success at the moment and it has been uh, ever since the gatorade rebrand it seems like it's been on a you know an upward curve but obviously the recent reshape with elite prospects it's it looks like it's 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 propelling even even quicker and and faster now and in terms of exposure is it an exciting time to be in the g league do you think it will get more exposure with with everything that's going on yeah i, mean, I, I don't think i think i could probably say the exact same line each of the last four or five years is that mm-hmm. like you know it's every year it gets better i mean the the level of play the level of talent the percentage of it, I mean, at this point, I think it's something like almost 60% of NBA players have G League experience. Like, mm. this is the premier way to get to the NBA is to be in the G League um, and to play here. I, I think, you know, you, we'd like to probably say we're the second best league in the world. So I think it's something that, um, you know, the exposure continues to grow. The amount of talent continues to grow. The notoriety of our best players that as, the, as they experience more success in the NBA um, continues to help as well. Um, so I think like each year this league keeps growing. More people are watching on television or streaming. More people are watching around the world. Um, you know, as you get the prospects, as you mentioned, Jalen Green and Isaiah Todd and, and Knicks. I mean, yeah. this is this is the future. Um, is this is the best pathway to get to the NBA? Is to play in the NBA G League? And I think it's something that we're, we could talk again a year from today and it'll be even bigger um, and it'll even continue to grow more. Um, so I, I think the G League's on a meteoric rise. It has been for the last five, five or so years. Um, and it's something that I think we're going to, don't, I don't think there's a ceiling to that rise right now. I think we're just going to keep going um, and accomplishing great new things and testing the waters and figuring out how to grow the game of basketball uh, to best benefit our parent clubs in the NBA as a whole. Yeah. And um that's perfect. Thank, thank you for that. I mean, that's that's everything I've I've I've, I've got. I won't t- take up any more of your time. I really appreciate you taking time to speak to me. Thank you, Chris. Um, no problem. Man. This was great. I'm I'm happy to do it. I appreciate uh, you taking the time as well. Stay safe. Yeah. And b- before you go, are there any socials you want to mention? Is there anything you want to say to the listeners or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, if you enjoy the conversation, or always, I would say to to give the the. Santa Cruz Warriors a follow um, Instagram and Twitter. We're at G League Warriors, um, you know, and I think I think ultimately, like we try to be as fun and active as possible on there, and that's the best way to stay up to speed with us. Okay, thank you, Chris.
So there we have it. That's my interview for call-ups with Chris Murphy, the president of the Santa Cruz Warriors. A huge thank you goes to Chris for agreeing to chat and also to those within the Santa Cruz organisation for arranging it. It was really insightful and I hope you all really enjoyed listening to it. Make sure to like the video over on YouTube and subscribe to our channel. I'll get some more of these organised, so do keep an eye out. It's something which I am excited about and I'm sure you are as well. Do check out call-ups over on Facebook and Twitter over at NBA Call-ups. Have a navigate around www.nbacallups.com for all the latest NBA G League news. I've recently done a two-way player power ranking and I'm breaking down some teams and players' seasons to date. So there's plenty going on. Thanks again for listening, guys, and I'll catch you next time.